I feel like it just, it really helps to assist in us all becoming a little bit stronger as uh, not only just as a community, but also just as like overall investors in the space. So yeah. as we start to like make a greater and greater name for ourselves within the space, our goal is to, uh, to be able to like be drawn into other projects that they are gearing to want us to launch them because they know that they're going to actually be accessing a, a community of actual like savvy investors, not just like yeah. a bunch of aping moon boys that are going to pump and dump their token. You're listening to Inside the Den, a podcast about connection and the human behind the community in the world of Web3 with your hosts, Jake and Dwayne. All right, we are back for another episode. This this was a really cool one. We actually got to go back down you know, the road of DeFi and really talk about decentralized finance and, and with Rocket Raccoon. Greg Rubin on his endeavors with Padmon. And um, I really enjoyed his story too, about like how he found Wolfden and got ingrained into the ecosystem and just the, just the importance of community and how all that really plays a factor into this whole process. Yeah. I like the conversation we just had with them. It was, it was a lot, man. Like he just is so ingrained in the, I want to say Dean Gen side of it, but he just has been part of like pre-sales and launches and just all the education that he's learned being so deep in that. He's just yeah. a wealth of, wealth of knowledge. And I like, we're going to have to bring him back on or find a place for him to share more of that. And he explains in this episode, you know, places that he is putting some of his education. So he's a, he's a cool resource to keep an eye on. And yeah, I'm glad we got to have a chat with him and get to know him better because we met him at Grey Wolf. Um, but this is this mm -hmm. is a really fun conversation. People are going to get a lot out of this one. Well, especially you know for people who are uh, whether well regardless if you're new or you've been around the space for a while, I think this was a really good episode because Padmon Dow that uh, Greg is the project owner of um, focuses on launching projects and pre-sales. Yeah, this is really going to be helpful for somebody who wants to learn more about how to think about projects in terms of the vetting process. Um, what to look out for in terms of a good quality project that that is built for longevity and um, and just hearing some of those those stories and advice that Greg has to talk about I think that you know just kind of when I zoom out for a minute and really think about the conversation we just had um, that is something that really stood out to me as being being a benefit to anybody listening right now that really wants to to get involved in that I think that's really good good for that 100 percent and and now's the time to kind of learn that <laughs> because you know during the next bull run when when launches and pre-sales are happening and and they are an mm -hmm. excellent way to collapse time you do you do want to know where you are and what you're doing <laughs> to properly play that yeah. game so yeah let's dive in jake this was a good one man all right what's up everybody we're here with greg rubin he also goes by rocket raccoon that people know him in the uh, interwaves uh, of Twitter and Discord in the den, um, guardian of the quarter as well, and somebody who is really deep into the space of uh, building Padmon Dow. We're going to get into that, uh, but I think it would be great to just say what's up, Greg, and get into your story and, and chat with you a little bit about who you are and what you've been up to. Appreciate that, man. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm Greg. I've uh, I've been going by Rocket Raccoon in DeFi space for the last, well, I guess it's been about two years now that I've been uh, more deep on the DeFi side. Um, it actually uh, that actually kind of started when um, a buddy of mine invited me into a, a presale for uh, for something that was uh, it's called a butthole rocket. Uh, it was during that whole weird like porn meta that was going on that like has actually kind of like kicked back up recently. There's that like jizz rocket or whatever that randomly went <laughs> yeah. to like 10 million market cap or something. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, my uh, my buddy invited me into a presale for that. And uh, I initially just had like my actual name and just like dropped it in the telegram. I was like, oh, everyone's got these like random weird ass usernames that are all kind of on the dgen side so what should i pick for mine and i've uh, i'd recently watched uh guardians of the galaxy and uh rocket raccoon's always been one of my favorite marvel characters just he's just yeah. ridiculous 
So, uh, and considering it was butthole rocket and everyone was talking about like rocketing to the moon and stuff, I was like, oh, this seems pretty uh, on point. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it seemed very on brand. So, I uh, ended up going with Rocket Raccoon and it's just kind of stuck ever since. So, but, uh, going back like two years to like when you did that and the and the dgen scene like let's talk about that for a second because what an, <laughs> what an adventure that was oh yeah before i knew like anything about the DeFi world <laughs> when like most of my experience at that point was largely on centralized exchange like just kind of earlier investing into like ethereum and bitcoin and, like a uh, litecoin and just kind of like v generally aware that like i i saw the the potential in cryptocurrencies and just like was fascinated by the whole concept of decentralization of finance and but i didn't really like have quite as in depth of a grasp of as to like what that meant and what kind of opportunities would present themselves like within the decentralized finance space so uh that was mostly just like i started back i see that was 2017 when I first started investing in like Bitcoin and Ethereum on uh, just like when I downloaded the Coinbase app and uh, sold my uh, sold my Ethereum for around like around like 400 or so. It was uh, still at a profit and I felt really good about that. <laughs> <laughs> then it rips to 4,000. Yeah. yeah. Power of hindsight, right? <laughs> and then I felt like a dummy. But you know what? That's uh, that all kind of plays into, uh, into hindsight. And uh, as as a. Um, as Nick has brought up a, a whole bunch of times within the, the Wolf Den and TGA, uh, there's no sense like whining about hindsight because we we act in the way that we feel is the most appropriate in the time that we make those decisions. And at that time, I felt like it was a great decision that, <laughs> that I was going to be coming out with profit. And uh, that kind of plays back into the whole like for everyone that... It's like, oh, I wish I'd bought Bitcoin like back when it was like a dollar, three dollars, fifteen dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever. It's like, yeah, but you wouldn't have held it this long. <laughs> no, yeah. no way. Yeah, like, no the way. people, the people that actually bought at that point and are still holding on to it are people that lost their codes uh, to their uh, to their seed phrase, and they will never touch it ever again because they yeah. can't access it. <laughs> yeah hear that or someone like wrote it down on a note card or something like that and forgot about it somewhere <laughs> and happened upon it like years later it's like oh i wonder if this is worth anything now yeah <laughs> and then ended up with a fantastic surprise yeah the yeah, the you... whole the whole learning experience through that of um of what you've learned in the wolf den how, how has that like influenced your decisions now like significantly um, I know that uh, for as far as like for the approach with uh, with now running a, a launch pad and everything, it's uh, it's very different in uh, an approach to how the, the fundamentals and methodology is of the Wolfden and TGA. However, there is a there's always a little bit of a, of a layer of like once you reach a point of being able to dip into more complexities and kind of like take on a little bit more risk and also just kind of learning your own inherent like biases and preferences for uh, for like how high risk you want to actually like operate within the space. Uh, that is a way of collapsing time is to uh, to work in bits of pre-sales. Just uh, have a strategy in mind ahead of time of whether you're looking into a project for the long term or if you're looking for a short term turnaround or maybe a mix of the both, like kind of pick up a little bit of uh, like a, a little bit of profit and just kind of like cover your initials so that you don't have uh, additional risk that's just kind of looming overhead of having like a whole bunch of money like of your capital poured into a project that you're uncertain of its long-term longevity uh, and be able to just like take out your uh, your initials and maybe a little bit of profit let the rest, the rest of it ride just because you think the platform could do well uh, so it's all about kind of establishing your own uh, your own strategy and actually like sticking to it I think is actually the more difficult thing because um when actually getting into the realm of working with uh, with launch pads and like getting into pre-sales and things of the sort, uh, when any project is like kind of newly coming off the ground, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of hype, and it's really easy to get kind of caught up in it and maybe like lose your, your sight of your initial strategy. So uh, one of the things that I like to touch on, and uh, I, I've touched on it a decent bit so far, but we'll be going much more extensively into that, is kind of aligning strategies that make sense for yourself and actually like doing well on implementing them. 
So yeah. uh, I think that kind of it's a it's a mix of uh it's a mix of things that I've learned from the Wolf Den tying into my own strategies as like uh having a little bit of a DJ side to myself. So <laughs> kind of have uh fused the the knowledge of the fundamentals that I've gained through the Wolf Den and uh through the team and just the the entire community and uh and kind of put that into a form that I've found works well for myself and that uh, I feel like I can share with others in trying to help other people be able to find what what works best for them. Yeah, I I I love the I love the shift that people have and hearing the stories behind it because um people seem to be much more stable in their behavior as they work through different strategies and approaches to investing and uh and I I've you know Dwayne I talk all the time about this because just the differences in how we approach things is is from a much more stable planet than it used to be um uh, especially when you get into the degen side and there's there's tremendous upside you know mm -hmm. it's crazy i mean you can think about some of these tokens that we were talking about earlier with uh uh with ethereum it's like it wasn't that long ago around when you were getting in i think ethereum was what like 80 bucks or 50 bucks or something a token and then it, i think i i think i first bought ethereum at like something like 150 yeah and imagine a the $150 Ethereum today would be what a time machine to be able to go back and, and, and get in at that price point. Yeah. It's a so, nice 10 X yeah. on a blue chip. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. That's like, uh, that's like being able to like 10 X on like Apple. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you know, removing. And what I'm hearing from you too, it's like, it's, it, there's this process of removing the downside risk. It's like, Hey, you know, I'm going to get into this pre-sale, but it is a pre-sale. There's not any history here. So if I can at least get the initial out and then have profit there, you know, that's a form of removing downside risk. I, I want to get into, um, definitely want to talk about your launch pad. Cause this is something that, um, you've got, you know, the Padmon Dow, and this is coming, there's going to be some, some new updates there. And we want to definitely touch on that, but I would like to hear a little bit more about how you, how you found the Wolf Den, the Guardian Academy, kind of this whole ecosystem. Um, and, and what are some of like the big changes that you've seen in yourself since you've been going through, you know, this whole process and you've already touched on a little bit, but I, I'd love to just kind of walk through that a little bit with you. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I'm I'm just going to interrupt you before you get started because already, like in this conversation, I've always I've already heard the language that I recognize from the ecosystem, <laughs> you know. And so it's like, yeah, it's interesting to hear people's stories of, you know, where they found it, how they got in, and then of course your path to Guardian in the Corridor was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I remember those days, and and that was that was pretty awesome. So yeah, yeah. I'm still honored as hell by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, it's funny you mentioned the, the whole like shared language thing is, uh, it's definitely key and something that I've recognized as well. Uh, like anytime I'm in, even in the, I've found random other people from the, the Wolf Den in like various parts of the DGen space too, that they pop up. And then I see a little bit of that, that shared language appears It's just like, oh, you're in the Wolf Den too. Like I like pull, pull up their, uh, their profile and like, so it shows, uh, like groups that we have, uh, mutually and shows in like the wolf den or like any of the the ecosystem projects so uh yeah it's uh it is kind of funny to be able to just recognize those uh those little tidbits just like catch that shared language but um for uh for as far as originally finding the wolf den um actually that's kind of funny because i was introduced to it from someone who did not invest at all in uh in guard or wolfies um and Actually, he, like he hasn't been in the group for it since like super, super early on. But uh, it was like early on in, uh, in the point where I was kind of delving a little bit deeper into the DGen side. And uh, a good friend of mine, I still talk to him pretty frequently. Actually, I've known him for uh, for I think almost like a decade or so through uh, through a meme group that I've been on and on Facebook. It's just like it, it, there's just a lot of random banter and sharing memes back and forth. But uh, we ended up kind of like diving into the side of just like the the finance space and like working on trying some uh, trying out some stock moves and then trying out some crypto moves and just kind of going back and forth. And uh, he said, well, considering you want to like learn a lot more about like how the space actually operates now that you're getting into like the DeFi space, check out this group, the Wolf Den. They uh, they like they talk a lot about like how the actual operations of DeFi work, like whether you decide to invest in them or not. 
is up to you. Like he's like, I, I'm make I'm still making my decision on that. But he's like, the team seems really cool. They're all very transparent. They they just discuss anything that comes to mind and they've really done a lot of their research. So if you just want to be in a space where you can learn, um, here, check out this group. So um, so I hopped on in and bought my first wolfies like the next day because <laughs> uh, I just I really appreciated the conversation that was happening and uh, I was just uh, at a certain point just like I see this doing well just because of how passionate they are about it and just like how open the team is is not something that I've experienced yet in the space I don't see the like the random just bs hype of just like we're going to the moon it's just like okay, so this is how a decentralized exchange works. And this is how we actually understand like the system of operations within the decentralized space. Like this is how we're going to find our pathway to success. And like, we're, we're going to try and focus our, uh, our community around like collectively working together to like row in the same direction and be able to, uh, to gain success together. And I was like, I like this. <laughs> I have found my people in the DeFi space. They're a little bit degen, but not super degen. <laughs> not just yeah. like trying to, uh, not trying to get like massively wealthy on like come rocket or whatever, but like actually <laughs> learning together and uh, the, the whole approach of like wanting to improve yourself as not only an investor, but like as a, as a person, just like noting various things like within your thought patterns that are not, that are like detrimental to you rather than, actually providing you benefit in your path forward like just having that whole system implemented along this the community space within uh within a DeFi project i just i was drawn into it immediately so uh, that was that was actually three days after wolfies first went live so uh that's uh that's when i like jumped in i, I got in extremely early and just kind of immediately <laughs> Yeah, very good timing. Yeah. Uh, I bought up a bunch of wolfies at that point, uh, and just kind of started getting into the to the community. Started talking with everyone. Just everyone was extremely friendly and like, but not like not just friendly, but also like intelligent. And just yeah. like there's there's a lot of just great conversation to be had in the community. So I just I was really drawn in. It was a it was a huge breath of fresh air to find that kind of conversation. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Yeah, I mean that's really why, like you know, Dwayne and I, when we we decided to to move to like the inside the den podcast concept, you know, was we went to Grey Wolf Summit, we're like, and plus, you know, even before that, we knew there was a lot of a, a lot of great people in this community. And we're like, this is really who we should be spotlighting are the people. There's a lot of amazing people. I mean, the DeFi stuff, and you know, this is going to go through conversation, but there's so many people that are like you said, Greg. They're they're intelligent. Um, they're giving, they have big hearts, they're just good people. And, um, you know, this is, uh, this is why we're here for this podcast. So anyway, continue on. I just wanted to put that plug in there. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. I, I feel the same way. Um, yeah. so that really just kind of broadened my knowledge base and like, just kind of, it, it influenced a lot of my position into like where I wanted to venture in throughout the, the DeFi space. Mm -hmm. The, so along that path, uh, I'm going to bring in play in your game here because um, it, it's been quite a while since you were, you've been involved with Padmon Dao at, or before Dao, it was just Padmon, but yeah, do you that, got, you the Dao just came in just recently, just, now. just like recently, last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're going to break that part, but um, like gaining all the knowledge through your whole journey up until, you know, taking over Padmon and then, and then being comfortable enough to just, you know, kind of move into a project role like that. Um, that's, that's pretty epic then. Like if you, <laughs> if you think back at it, that's, that's kind of a cool little journey. So, you know, bridge, yeah. bridge into that, bridge into that one for a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that definitely was a whole journey. Um, at the time, actually, uh, I was, I was still helping out as a, as an admin on astronaut too, um, which I, I still talk to all of them. I, I'm still like helping them out a little bit and, uh, and support on the admin side. But, um, I was actually introduced to the whole astronaut team from the, the Wolf Den team. Um, partly because the, the, uh, presale for guard was on astronaut. Uh, so, uh, shortly after that, uh, I was already 
it was at the point that I was already into the uh, into the uh, guardian role within the wolf den. That was back before the Discord even happened or anything. I just like had a guardian tag on uh, on the Telegram group. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, but, yeah, uh, like it was touch uh, it. Actually, touch no, no, back. it was. Uh, you know what? Scratch that. It was not. Pref- um, it was not before the Discord. We had the Discord already set up and everything. It was. Uh, it was definitely just more of a. as a little bit more of a rough outline to it. Uh, but as far as like getting into the guardian area, they'd, uh, they'd said before that, like, there's just a lot more one-on-one time with, uh, with Nick and the team and, uh, and to, we are going to share a little bit more of like degen plays for being able to just collapse time. And, uh, and they're like, just, we just want to have people that are in it that are actually like aware of what they're doing in the space. Cause we're not trying to have anything come out that is like inherently higher risk. And then have that reflect poorly on us just for providing like, hey, this pre-sale is coming up. Like, if you're interested, go in on it. And then be like, you told me to get in on this and it dropped and I lost money. It was like, no, like we want people that are going to be able to be able to like be responsible in their own decision making. And that aren't going to like bring that back on the team should something not work out. Because ultimately pre-sales can be a great way of making some uh, some extra capital to like relay into your into your long-term holds or just kind of do whatever you wish with it but they are inherently high risk as a i mean the the whole crypto space is inherently high risk in a sense but um going in on something that is like just beginning to have their assets sold on public market and is not in the same point of like going public on the stock market where there's like a decade plus of balance sheets where they're looking at PLs and just be like determining whether or not they can actually sustain for the long term at a point they've already been around as a business for over a decade and like they're like but are you going to last for the long term that in the crypto space is ridiculous because 10 years seems like 100 years in the crypto space <laughs> so um so coming to something that like the the project may have been forming for the prior few months or so and their asset is going live, then of course is going to be inherently higher risk in getting into that. So as long they wanted to make sure that anyone that's coming in just has an understanding of that and is going to act accordingly and know that like they're responsible for their own decisions, essentially. Yeah. No uh, a- no abdication no abdication of responsibility. In fact, own your extreme responsibility of of what you're exactly. getting yourself into. Yeah. Exactly. So uh since I kind of like immediately hopped in on that as soon as I was able to <laughs> I uh which was it was uh the initial round of getting into Guardian was um you're to lock uh, a certain amount of liquidity just to kind of like assist with the uh with the launch and just like prove that you're like there for for the health of the uh the project long term um and at that point I was still like kind of like learning about the team and like under like gaining my my general like trust with them and everything and i mean they've proved that a million times over since but um they i wasn't quite certain at that point but by the time like they opened up the floor to joining on guardian at the next point i jumped in immediately um and just kind of from that point they ended up like contacting me and they're like hey we were talking with uh with dr not he wants to grab a couple other people to uh to help out on uh, on astronaut would you be interested like I'll pay you a little bit just kind of like help on out with the with their pre-sales and everything he's a good guy so i was like sure why not and uh ended up learning a whole lot from dr not and his team uh just between the experiences of preparing for uh for pre-sales looking for different projects to actually like uh to to bring on board uh just kind of learning a little bit more in depth of project research for uh for just kind of uh, initially looking for for projects in the space and just kind of like looking for what red flags to look for, what green flags to look for, and just kind of things to to provide for uh, a little bit better scope of what is looking to be like promising for uh, for an upcoming project. Um, and then we uh, at a, at a later point we ended up launching Padmon from uh, from Astronaut. Uh, originally, uh, a guy named Big was uh, was heading up the project. Uh, I've known him since the uh, he he also headed up the project for. Um, for Bigfoot, uh, which was uh, it was a rewards token. And, uh, it was a reflections rewards token for uh, for Banana. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was around for a little while. I had invested in that and like did well on that and gotten to know Big for uh, for a bit through that. Uh, and then we he ended up uh, launching up Padmon, and uh, I ended up lending a hand for uh, with him on uh, on admin side for that. Just kind of like 
modding the group and everything, just kind of getting a little bit of feel for it. And uh, at a certain point, he, uh, him and uh, and Dr. Not hit me up and they're like, hey, so Big actually had some things in his real life come up that he just is not able to put forth the amount of time and effort that like is needed for uh, for like running the platform well. And he's looking for someone that would be willing to take it over and actually like give it the tender love and care that it needs to to flourish and like want to be able to to hand that over to someone that is knowledgeable and will handle the project ethically. So uh, so they ended up they reached out to me and asked if I'd be interested. So uh, of course we like took a bunch of time to like run through the details, what that would all entail, what all my like, like how the transfer of power would go, just everything. We we talked extensively through that, and ended up deciding to uh, to go for it, <laughs> and uh, took on that uh, took on the project lead role, and have been just like learning and growing ever since. It was uh, it was definitely a big transition, but um, I think I, I I fell into the role fairly well at least uh, in my opinion <laughs> i'm of course biased uh, <laughs> but uh it's been it's definitely been a whole learning and growing experience ever since and just kind of well running a whole like whole platform and needed to like bring on additional team members just because having it all under my plate is is extensive <laughs> it's, it's just a hell of a lot of work even if that was like my sole and only job like that's just a lot of things for a single person to take on uh, yeah. so I brought in some uh, some great people that I trust that I've known in the space for a long time some like year and a half plus uh just uh, just all like knowledgeable people that uh that I know are going to be ethical in their decision making processes and that they'll be able to uh, to land a lend a helpful hand so uh, actually uh one of the guys from the from Guardian uh, actually he's now in uh, in Direwolf Frumpo is a uh, has come on to uh, to as a as a core role in uh, in Padmon as well. He'll be taking on as our uh, secretary of treasury. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Frumpo is great. I've seen. I've, yeah. I've met him a few times from some of the the events in the past, and he's always good conversation. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I, I do want to talk every day. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, the, the power, to... the power of proximity, um, yeah. has just sent you on just an incredible learning experience and yeah i gotta give you props man because uh, like i haven't been fully involved in in everything but i do keep an eye on what you're doing and and you have been busy over this last year um like you said it's not your soul it's not your like your only job or thing that you do so to see you how much is involved with that plus all your other things like yeah it's a it's an impressive man and you're you're doing a great job i'll give you props about that i appreciate that it was, uh, it was also very difficult through the uh, through the time in the market too. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> uh, shortly after I took it on, like we were still getting everything finalized with the development of the platform itself, and uh, and by the time that everything was like fully functional and ready to go, it kind of hit that like that big dive into the bear market cycle. The market dump. <laughs> the market so just crapped on you. <laughs> in the space. It was just, it was a terrible time to have been in that position. <laughs> so I was like, well. From an ethical standpoint, I don't think I can bring in like all too many projects because like those that are launching right now are clearly just like rushing to make money. That's all yeah. that they want to do. They want to make a real quick buck and it will probably die very shortly after that. Mm -hmm. So I don't feel right bringing that into this community. That just doesn't seem like, like an ethical thing to do. Uh, the projects that were just building and actually like taking the, the appropriate time uh they as far as i was aware of and those that i like spoke to they're like yeah the current conditions are just not ideal for us to have our like asset go live so we're just gonna keep building and like we'll keep in touch when we're ready to actually go live because like it's just not the time mm -hmm. i was like i respect that 100 percent. yeah so um yeah that uh so from there i just kind of started to determine uh, other activities that we could do, just kind of engage with the community. I wanted to like take the time to, to bond with everyone, uh, create some uh, educational content so that people would be able to like know where they are in the space, be able to feel a little bit more secure in navigating the space and just kind of learn a little bit more to, uh, to be well familiarized and be able to like actually know what they're doing. Because uh, one of the things that I ran into a lot, especially while uh, while working with the uh, astronaut, is there is a frightening number of people that are aping into projects left and right that have no idea what they're doing. 
<laughs> so uh i i kind of felt really strongly like drawn into a position where i could better inform the general public of like mm -hmm. just like any kind of retail based investors that are getting into the crypto space and like don't know how to set up a wallet don't know how to make sure that they're like if they're investing in a project on bsc network to like make sure that their wallet is on bsc network uh, it's like right. the the very basics it's like okay you need to learn some things before you start throwing your money wildly let me provide some content so that you can do that better mm -hmm. <laughs> uh and yeah. that's still that's still a bit of a thing i feel like actually from wandering around in various different project communities and everything throughout the bear market, I feel like a lot of people have started to learn more. Uh, I'm encountering less of people that are like fully clueless of how everything works. Like they've gotten a, at least a at least a reasonable base foundation of like how to invest in projects, how to like go into swaps, how to make sure that like if the if there's a tax percentage of a token, then to like include that in their slippage percentage instead of being like help help i need help why is this transaction not going through it's saying something about slippage is like well, did you adjust your slippage <laughs> yeah. let's start there <laughs> but you know what you know what rocket like um not only are you helping those people get educated in proper fundamentals of just playing the game but but that almost like rolls over into making the project safer because you get somebody that just ate the big bag into a project he knows nothing about. Like he's not there for anything other than, well, he doesn't know why he's there. So, so he could like, you know, it's, it just makes for a more stable growth of um, projects if you get smarter investors in there. That so yeah, that's exactly my thought. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, educate educated investors and community is is I mean, and and the Wolfden's a really good example of that is, and how that translates into the health of the project. When you have a when it's built on a community where people aren't educated, people are impulsive, there's irresponsible behavior, that also translates to the project as well as in some major weakness. And, and when you ever, it's hard for me to go in a lot of communities because you'll you'll just get smacked in the face with it. And uh, so it's, you know, Wolfden was that, and, you know, even going back before like, for myself personally, and I've mentioned this before, I won't go into the story, but like before Wolfden was, was very hesitant of the crypto space because of the, just the irresponsibility that I kept witnessing. And then when the Wolfden came along, I was like, Oh, there's like responsible people and there's education and people are actually trying to build stuff. Um, so anyway, I, I want to ask you about the, just like as a project owner you think about you know going into it and you know Dwayne my myself we're, we're not project owners there's probably a lot of people listening that aren't project owners what were some of the surprises like as you got into that role that you didn't realize about what it takes to be a project owner that was kind of a surprise to you or what were some of the I guess lessons that you you grew from you know going into that role um I think something that was a little bit more of a surprise to me is um, the number of people that like were actually not as open and interested in learning to like better themselves as investors. Like it's um, I, I, I've, I've come to know this position well by this point, of course, but um, like early on when I, I, I just saw this like this vacant point in uh, in being a project owner and, and leader to also like in like inject a whole bunch of educational information into it. Um, my like my initial assumption would be that anyone that is investing in the space would be like excited by that prospect and be like, oh, shit. So I can actually like we're not just here to invest in projects, but also learn how we can do it better. Right. Like that sounds fantastic to me. <laughs> And, uh, but there's just, there's so many people in the space that don't necessarily like, aren't as excited about that and would rather it just be like purely fuel on hype. Just like, just see a whole like stream of just people being like, let's fucking go. And like just <laughs> various memes and gifts and everything, which I mean, I, I enjoy a good, like good stickers and gifts and everything, but like for the people that like don't pay attention as much, if it isn't just pure hype fuel. Mm -hmm. has been surprising to me 
Hmm. Um, yeah. I know that's like it's it's both surprising and it isn't. I mean, it's it's a little bit of a mixed bag. I just, I feel like uh, when I when I initially took on that approach of being like, well, like let's let's better educate you guys. But like, there's a, there's a bunch of people that did like latch right on, and we we've got some people still in the community that have been in since like day one, and they're just they're down for whatever uh, I'm building that we're building, just because they they trust us as a team in having taken the time and effort to like build up materials to help them and help everyone. Uh, so we we've got a, a very like solid stable base that is all about it. But for uh, there's a large number of people that are just like. Okay, okay, educational content, learning to be a better investor and everything. But like, when can I throw my money at something that's going to lose me money? It's <laughs> just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> when, when next pre-sale? Come on. Yeah. yeah, like when I was just like, well, look around the space. Do you see anything that's worthwhile and investing in? And it's like, no, but give us things. And it's yeah. like, so you want me to bring in projects that will lose you money. You'll be more excited at that than learning how to not be losing money in the space Whoa. <laughs> interesting but okay <laughs> um and i guess uh i was gonna say unfortunately but i wouldn't necessarily say unfortunately uh, i just i i'm not necessarily comfortable with that route so i uh i i just kind of took things a little bit slow through the through the bear market didn't bring in like a whole bunch of pre-sales even for uh there was there was a project that we brought in that looked extremely strong that was also very like education focused they had uh they had a whole lot of like lofty goals but it seemed like they were on top of it and they um they had a very problematic initial launch with the uh, the central exchange that they did their initial listing in and it all kind of fell apart and they uh they made a lot of promises after for like relaunching and then they basically like ghosted so um that was very unfortunate that uh and it is is a little bit of a surprise in the space too but it's uh, it's something to just kind of be aware of that even with uh, with certain projects that have the best of intentions uh, and like that talk a good game you have to see what happens when things go wrong to see how they are for actually like enduring the mm. long term. Because uh, there, there's definitely a lot of projects that have that I've seen that like they have a lot of really, really solid goals, a lot of things that they want to accomplish. But like once they hit like a stumble in the road, they're like, okay, never mind, I'm out. And that's for one, that's not cool. Uh, <laughs> and it's a yeah. it's a difficult thing to approach because uh, sometimes it can kind of like come out of nowhere. Was, um, in this case, the the team was extremely communicative. There, uh, anytime that there was any kind of questions that I had, they get right back to me and everything. It was always very clear, very transparent, until it wasn't, which was uh, that was a bit of a, a surprise on the unfortunate side. Uh, and I know I I personally lost a, a good bit of money in that whole scenario. I think I'm I'm down a few grand from that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to to mitigate it as as best as possible. And I see like the the prior points that I, I i guess i could have uh taken like more significant direct action at the the initial flags but with the amount of transparency that they're providing um in return i was like you know what you guys need to handle your things like it seems like you're actually trying to troubleshoot and like do right by your community and everything so like all right i i, I got you guys back like it, it'll be fine until it wasn't so that was a that was a bit of an unfortunate situation, but um, I, I also kind of attribute that to just kind of being in that whole portion in the market that like just the sentiment was driven by fear and panic, and when something goes wrong, then everyone would just kind of like abandon ship, and mm -hmm. uh, I guess they determined that their uh, their position was to abandon ship at that point. Which is unfortunate. However, there's a lot of other uh, projects that have seen turmoil through this whole market uh, situation. They're like, you know what? We're just going to hang tight and keep going through. Like, this is the time to build. So, like, rather than focus entirely on what, like, our market price is on a day-to-day, -day, like, let's see what we can actually do for our community. Let's see what we can build otherwise, what we can do to position ourselves to be in a stronger position for, like, as the market comes back, that, like, we run into the next, like, bull cycle. Or for this year, that's kind of started off into a little bit of a rally, even if it's been a bit of a confusing one with all the... uh with all the like federal regulate regulatory FUD that's been going on <laughs> and just, it's been a, it's been a little bit of a, of a wild ride, but uh, this, this start of this year has actually kind of like had a bit of an increase in uh, an investor sentiment with just kind of the market rallying a little bit. 
I just want to say one one thing real quick to what you just said. This is something really important that I I hope people picked up on from your story is um, is really when you when you look at projects and they go through those times of adversity, that's really, in my opinion, that's where you're going to get the most truth out of the longevity of a project. Because in Dwayne, we've talked about this before, because I remember when when the bear market hit, it's like I felt like the team in the wolf den like started building harder like once like things, you know, got really tough in the market and that was a huge sign of strength. It's like, so when you're looking at, it's like, don't measure them. Like don't measure projects based on when everything's going well, look Mm -hmm. at how they are when things get really tough, because that really shows like, if you're talking about building a macro belief into something, that's a, that's a big thing right there is how well they're able to sustain rough waters and continue on. So anyway, I just wanted to point that out because I thought that was really good you know, in your, in you going through that story and talking about projects. And there's the, like you touched on there, there's the communicative, like, oh yeah, you can say all you want in the the telegram group or the discords and calm everybody down and promise the world, but it's the actions also behind those words that need to, that you Mm -hmm. need to see. And yeah, it's very cool that you're trying to do this education rocket because I can tell you have a such a deeper understanding of kind of the sentiment behind the market and behind the groups. And like, you've seen the talk, you've actually seen people um, walk the talk and, you know, like where can people get access to this um, education? Have you, have you got it anywhere? Or is it just like you go live in your groups or like, what's, where's, it's been a bit of a mix. Uh, I've, I've got some things that are just kind of like when I've gone live in the group, just kind of hopped on voice chat and just kind of whoever is able to to join in, just kind of like go off on whichever tangents my mind happens to be at the, that day. The good old, the good um, old just go live and talk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've done awesome. that a good handful of times. Uh, I've got a, on our YouTube channel, uh, I've got a, a good few videos. Uh, I eased back on those at a point that just like I, I was finding that there was just less and less engagement occurring on it. And uh, I'd already covered like a reasonable amount of material that like covered all the basics, covered like how decentralized exchanges function, where it's different from centralized exchange, how like security and like things to to look out for that are like just scammers in the space and just kind of like covering a, a large source of materials that I feel like are just very helpful and useful to people, especially from the, the beginning stage. So all that is all accessible on our YouTube channel. Uh, however, I started to also realize that um, that after a certain point, it was going to start to get like very cluttered and just difficult to uh, to find certain things. And actually, that was something that I, I came to that realization through all the content that Nick was putting out too. Because there's a uh, there's a couple of times that I was trying to like there's a there's a certain key point that uh, that I recalled like Nick discussing in one of his videos or something. I was like trying to find which one it was. And just trying to navigate through like scrolling through YouTube and be like, okay, so trying to remember based on the title, which of these actually covers that topic. (laughs) (laughs) Especially considering at that point, like Nick was putting out a video every couple of days. Or uh, every day. Yeah, some every day, every like every other day. Like it was it was very extremely frequent, which was amazing. Like I I picked up an immense amount of knowledge through that. I mean, he is just a very knowledgeable person, has a lot to, to share. But and, there was uh, those, there was those, there was oh. those excellent, there was those excellent nuggets in like yeah. almost every video. There'd be a nugget and you're like, oh, I got to remember that. But then, yeah, like trying to dig back through, um, even going to your YouTube history and being like, okay, that day, yeah, like, just it was, <laughs> it was like searching through was an interesting task. <laughs> so uh, from there, I decided that I wanted to, uh, to try and like rebuild things a little bit to structure it to where I could actually have all that information be a little bit more well organized. Um, so I've, uh, I've got a good few articles now that we've, uh, that we've written up, uh, from Bozeman helping me out with that too. Uh, and we're kind of trying to bring the information that was discussed in the videos, uh, also into article format. And, uh, I'll be also just like picking up some, uh, I'll do some videos as well to, to tie in and embed into the articles. Uh, I started to do it with a, within a medium publication for, uh, for the education station of Padmon. Um, but even on that, like I was medium allows you to sort through things to a certain degree, but, um, it's just not, it's still not quite as organized as I would like. 
So um, I'm actually uh, building up a, a web page just specifically for that. But like, it'll be a very like very basic kind of outline. Just like have topics like like farming topics, like just like Dex versus Sex topics, um, and just kind of like security topics. Just kind of keep things to where it can at least be like a little bit more well organized and like title them specifically to be able to have people route a little bit more easily to specific information. Like if you want to know how to like set up a wallet properly, or you want to learn how like proper farming strategy or like, uh, or advanced farming strategies, like you'll just go to the advanced farming strategies article. So like just making things a little bit more clear, concise, and easy to, to like bring up a web page and be like, okay, so what kind of material would I like to learn from at this point in time? Like what is useful to me now and be able to easily identify it from like more of a list and just like click the link and go from there. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's just kind of a little bit more easily accessible, uh, but it still kind of provides for uh, for a system where it's still relying on people being uh, being self-resourceful. They're like, they're like the, the information is there, but they need to find it. So yeah. like if uh, if someone is having difficulties, like is describing something that they're having uh, troubles with in the community, maybe like, oh, well, have you, we have a, we have an article regarding that in our education station. Here's the link. Just like go check it out. Go read up. So then it's still like it's not necessarily doing the work for them, but uh, like they still need to go and actually like put forth the effort to read and to, to learn from that. And then like they then they can ask more well-informed questions from there. Uh, but at least it's in a in a space that is a lot more easily accessible. Yeah, we hear do your own research all the time, but a lot of people don't even know the first step of, okay, well, if I wanted to do my own research, where do I go? <laughs> like, where do I start on doing my own research? <laughs> I don't think people know what to research half the time. Well, well like a lot of times, really, like, yeah. Yeah, Which, like uh, even... actually, that's something that I really want to focus on a lot with uh, with the upcoming improvements with, uh, with Padmon Dao. Uh, not only are we going to have the the education station, which uh, which we're going to be bolstering up and just kind of improving upon, having uh, having more and more information and articles come up on there, but uh, also one of the things that I really want to lay heavy into is uh, I want to start having like biweekly workshops that are set up. Mm. Uh, it'll be something that uh, once we have our our Discord's nearly all like built out for, we're, we're doing a new fresh Discord for it. It's uh, actually going to be very like similar in structure to our current one. But uh, I'm gonna add like the the collab land so that people that are uh, that are the NFT holders for uh, for the tier will gain access to like to specific like team provided info and workshops and things of that sort. Uh, but we're gonna have uh, where not only can we just kind of a little like open up a little bit further and elaborate a little bit more on the educational material, uh, but also like dig a little bit deeper into project research, how to do your own research effectively. Um, did my camera just knock out? Yep. There you, there you go. go. You're back. You're back. <laughs> That's that really strange. For some reason, it's yeah. darker now too. Anyway, um, <laughs> I I don't know. This I need to get a new webcam. Uh, <laughs> but um, be able to like teach how to more effectively do your own research, and uh, and then also for any projects that we bring into the community, as uh, we're going to start actually uh, essentially proposing anything that looks like at least like legitimate that like the team isn't just trying to purely like scam others, like anything that doesn't have a, a clear red flags uh, we're going to bring into the, to the community and have a proposal become available. It'll have all of the links, all the, all the official links to it, their socials, their website, their white paper, their everything. I don't know what's going on with my webcam. Um, it's all right. <laughs> yeah, but um. And uh, and then be able to uh, just have all that information available, along with like a summary of information of the project, what it is they're trying to build, like what their approach is and everything. Uh, and then we'll be able to go into our workshops and actually like dig a little bit deeper together. So then uh, so for those that for the people that don't know how to necessarily like do their own research effectively, they just like look at the website and they're like, oh, yeah, website looks cool but like aren't necessarily aware of what they should be looking at within that. Uh, we can kind of like go digging a little bit more together and be like, okay, so I see this listed here. This is a good sign to me. This is why I, I this is like, let's say they're, they're describing their, uh, their system of revenue. So like, it's good for me to see that like this project team has actually thought through how the project itself is going to gain like 
consistent revenue because a lot of projects kind of form it around like, oh, well, people just need to buy the tokens. It's like, okay, but when buy pressure ceases, where are you continuing to bring revenue in from? So for, for those that actually have that sort of system established, it's like, okay, that's something that's good to note. Uh, for just like looking through, uh, we can look through the, the tokenomic structure and like where things might be problematic, where things are built to be like reasonably sustainable and just kind of like go through all of the ins and outs, like even going into, we could even like browse into their socials and be like, okay, so seeing all of this, it's clear that they just loaded in a whole bunch of fake accounts. So like having this like 50,000 people in their group doesn't necessarily mean anything if no one's having any meaningful, meaningful conversation. If you just see like a sea of people just saying like hi and good projects and there's no like no questions are being asked, no questions are being answered. Like you occasionally see like the the like a team member just dropping in and being like, let's go to the fucking moon. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well, this is going to be purely driven on hype. So like maybe there'll be a slight chance that like if they can gain enough like marketing hype that you can like get a little bit of a pump in and like is it is it going to be worthwhile to like to determine whether or not you want to like um drop in a little bit into the into the pre-sale and see if you can make it back but it's going to be a lot higher risk versus like finding a project that the team is actually discussing things in detail with anyone that has questions and there's like there's discussion back and forth you can see that they've actually like built up a community of people that are uh, that are like in this together and want to see the project succeed together. That's going to be a lot stronger of a, of a play to get into and to be like less concerned of investing in the ground floor and like not being able to sleep on it. Because mm. uh, that's definitely, especially through the bear market, that's become a, a big thing is just like, People don't necessarily trust their investment to be worth the same or more in the morning. So they're going to be like investing with full intent to sell their full bag in the same day because they just don't trust it to continue on. So seeing something where there's like an actual community built around a project that like they've taken the time to do that, I personally at least feel a lot more comfortable in that. So, um, so that's something we can, of course, like discuss further and just kind of just a whole bunch of different avenues of what, uh, what elements to research in looking into a project to determine your strategy when approaching it, if it's something that you even want to invest in in the first place, uh, if it's going to be, and then like, yeah, if it's going to be short to midterm, if it's going to be mid to long term, uh, just kind of what your, what your view of the project's health is. And like, if you see it like where you see it going and then just kind of develop your strategy from there. So, will, um, will you get, uh, in deep, like into actually like contract investigation as well or what? Um, we can approach at that point, of, uh, in due time. And also like, if that's there's a little interest more, in it, that's a little more advanced, I guess. Um, it's definitely more advanced. We could, if anything, we could set up specific, like more advanced sessions where we dig in deeper to that extent because when actually like going into like deep into into contract function and how it's coded and everything that's uh, a very technical very dry and technical yeah, <laughs> yeah. and, <laughs> and, and like you, and if you said that people were hesitant on even just oh no i just want to eat my bag in like i don't even want to learn education then learning about contracts is not high up on people's list sometimes <laughs> right <laughs> yeah exactly like actually like learning in like learning the the coding language of solidity is just like it's going to lose a lot of people's attention unless they are interested yeah so that yeah. could be something that we can like open up tentatively otherwise like i know a handful of other developers and everything like i'm sure we could get them in on it that they can uh they can even like dig in a little bit deeper and have a, a more expanded knowledge than i have on the actual coding language yeah um, but yeah there's even yeah it's fairly easy now just to drop it in like token sniffer or something <laughs> like something exactly. like that get get the checks done and then be like oh, okay exactly something that you yeah. can like just feed it into the uh into the bot it'll look through it and be like is this a honeypot yes no is this uh is the liquidity locked yes no here's the duration uh here's the taxes that are that are involved and just all the general basic information yeah for like a token sniffer or something along those lines um so that's that's going to be plenty for like the majority um but there are still those people that are very interested otherwise like um 
the other day when I, uh, when I hopped on the, the VC for, uh, for just like when we did the snapshot of the current holders with, uh, that we'll just kind of use for our figures for the, uh, for the PDAO drop, uh, when we, uh, when we actually like lead up to the launch, um, one of the guys that was, uh, that was in the chat is also a developer. And, uh, so like while we were going through, I, I was kind of showing them, uh, like specifically how I was going to do the snapshot, uh, what kind of contract functions that we were going to be utilizing for, uh, for kind of like adjusting things for, uh, like prior to, to leading up to the next, to the upcoming launch. And, uh, just kind of, we ran in at a pretty like deep basis. Like even when, uh, when I was looking through, uh, through the holders and be like, okay, so I'm going to be excluding some addresses from, uh, from the airdrop because like it's a contract. So there's no sense in like sending this to a contract. So like, of course, like on, uh, on the block Explorer, it'll have like the little paper icon that like shows that it's a contract. But, mm -hmm. um, not only that, I was like, okay, well, let's see what this contract is for. Like, why do they, why does this contract have tokens if it's not like our liquidity or something? And it's like, oh, this one is actually from like the, the, it's the leftover PDM that's in the contract from the raid from night swap from like four months ago. And there's like, <laughs> there's like 700 tokens remaining in it. So, okay. I don't need to airdrop to that like raid pool contract. And <laughs> right. Just kind of digging in a little <laughs> bit deeper, but, um, one of the, one of the other guys that was on the, on the VC at the time is also a, a developer and uh, we just kind of started like BSing into into like various contract functions, and like as we were, uh, I was also saying that uh, with our with uh, Wuzard, who's our uh, who's come on as our lead developer now, um, we were just uh, running over the contract functions that we're going to be including for uh, for the upcoming PDAO contract, and um, just kind of discussing a little bit of functionality that we were working with, and just making sure that it's not going to be overly complex to where it provides like a potential for exploits or anything, but accomplishes what we want to accomplish. And like, we just started kind of like BSing back and forth into like different abilities of like how to like rework the utilization of solidity language in contract writing. And um, it was like, this is probably very fascinating for some and very boring to some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, awesome. I think that it works well to kind of have that bit of separation and be like, this is going to be a workshop where we're digging into investment preferences and like aligning your biases to your own strategy. This is going to be a workshop where we're looking into the project details for X, Y project. Uh, this is going to be a workshop where we're actually like digging a little bit further into contract functions. What can you operate as a user versus what can be, uh, what can be executed specifically only by the contract owner uh, and just kind of, start to split it off a little bit. And uh, I think for a lot of those workshops, we'll likely record them and have them in a, in a bank that, uh, that people can reflect back to, especially for those that aren't able to join live. Uh, but that'll all be accessible by those who are holding our NFTs, which uh, the NFT will essentially be like, you'll with the new token, you'll stake it into, uh, into an NFT farm. But rather than there being a specific duration, it's, uh, it's more just like you stake the tokens, you receive the NFT. Mm -hmm. uh, then you you hold that for as long as you want to maintain the uh, the tiered access to uh, presales that are coming up, as well as for uh, for using that for uh, for governance voting. So any kind of proposal that comes up, whether it's for whether or not you want to invest in which various project, or if you have like an idea that comes up for uh, for community building and just like generally like different activities to engage in, is this something that you're interested in? Um, or like if there's uh, if we want to have uh, like some kind of council that's brought on to uh, to take on a certain number of tasks, like taking a vote on who would actually like want to take part in this council, uh, just any of the the governance voting abilities, uh, you can you'll be able to stake it for rewards either for our own token or through our partners. Uh, we'll be able to provide some pools. Um, just like there's going to be a whole variety of, of different uses for the NFT that you can then, uh, if you decide that you don't want it anymore, then you can give that back and, uh, essentially like restake the NFT back into that pool and take your tokens out. Um, I still like the minor staking fee, but that NFT will also then grant access via collab land to all the educational materials and anything that we discuss, uh, in our, in our discord. Nice. That's awesome. Now, for people who, I, I know you got some dates coming up uh, for you know all this rolling out. Um, we're we're getting kind of near the end here, so I just want to give you the opportunity to talk about like what are some of those dates that people could look forward to. 
How can people get in contact with you, get into the project? What's the route someone can take to get involved? Um, actually, we uh, we're still setting the official dates. Uh, we're, we're making sure that like everything is well developed and ready to go. By the time we actually like launch the project, we want to at the very least have the, uh, the portal for, for staking your tokens for the NFT, for having the DAO voting already like implemented and everything have, uh, have pretty much everything ready to go. The, uh, the launchpad platform itself may be like shortly behind it just cause there's so many things being built. But uh, yeah. with uh, with talking with Wizard, it'd be like maybe a couple of weeks after. So by the time we actually like have a project that we've brought in, has been voted upon and uh, has been like approved and ready to move on into being placed into the launch pad, it's already going to be ready. Um, so we uh, we're currently looking at around mid-March for doing the uh, the presale for PDAO. Uh, so that'd be for anyone that wants to either top up their bag or is newly being introduced into our community. Uh, that will be an opportunity to invest at, uh, at the ground floor. Uh, it'll be at a, a like slightly lower rate than uh, than at our listing price. Uh, currently, we'll uh, we'll release the full tokenomics breakdown shortly. We're um, still like ironing out a, a couple like finalized details. But looking like it'll be uh, the presale price will be like at one cent and the uh, the list price will be like 0.012, something to, to that effect. But like it's a it's a little gotcha. bit of a it's a, a little bit of a discount without being excessive to where like it would not make sense to not dump your bag immediately on lunch. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where our, our focus has been very heavily towards like putting people into a strong position without putting ourselves into a shitty position in the process yeah, yeah. <laughs> is our, our goal is uh, sustained longevity and we need to make sure that we are developing a sustainable model in that case. Uh, but we're, so we're looking at like mid March for the presale and uh, we'll be doing the actual launch uh, within the following week. Uh, we figured uh, it makes sense to have at least a, at least a handful of days to just kind of have initial launch prep have uh, some initial uh, marketing efforts go out just so that there's more eyes and ears on the actual launch itself and not like feel incredibly stressed out. Cause I feel like I've seen a large number of launches that go up like the next day and experience a whole lot of problems. So <laughs> it's yeah. nice to just take a couple of days to just like, for one, get a good night's rest. Cause we're all going to be like exhausted by the end of the presale. And rather than just like down a few more like cans of monster or something to ride it through until the launch and just all be exhausted and making mistakes along the way, like get a good night's rest, recalibrate, make mm -hmm. sure we have everything that's already like planned and in line, go into action and then be able to execute the launch as smoothly as possible. So, um, that's uh that's the general timeline in mind. Uh, we're also going to be keeping note of the the general like how the market is going, uh, with the everything that's going on currently with like Paxos and Circle and just like the SEC mm -hmm. and NYFDS just kind of like trying to throw a wrench into things. <laughs> um, we're we're still just kind of keeping a mindful eye on investor sentiment all around. Um, but according to like as, as far as with our, our general like research and uh, and looking into to patterns of prior trends and everything uh we actually we'd spotted this rally from like months ago uh so it's kind of cool actually being like maybe we do have a little bit of a crystal ball uh, <laughs> and not uh not like a, an exactly like super super accurate one but from like a few months ago we were looking back at prior trend patterns we're like okay so the year before the last happening there was a rally that started about in like January or so and ran up and through the summer. And then looking back at the, the prior happening, similar kind of pattern happens. So like, okay, mm -hmm. so we're coming up on January at the start of the year. Let's see if we end up seeing this. Like we might, we may potentially see a rally that like we get some more support. Things start to like flourish a little bit. It won't go up to like all time highs or anything, but we'll see a nice little rally going up into the summer. We'll see a lot of like improved investor sentiment through that period It'll be a little bit of a cool off through the summer. And then next year gets the we get the Bitcoin happening into place. And that generally has ended up landing into a, a like full-fledged like bull run being kicked off. So yeah. um we're uh, we're keeping mindful eye of like where things are and if that continues to that trend perpetuates, and in which case that puts us in a good position for uh, for getting this initial like launch underway. And then uh, from there, we'll just kind of sit tight, provide as many uh, as many opportunities as we can to our community and uh, and bring a bunch of community activities that we can do together. And then uh, as we lean into the bowl, then I think we're all going to be doing very, very well.
<laughs> lean into uh, the bull <laughs> as a uh, as far as where to to contact us and get into the community uh we're most largely active currently on our telegram uh which uh you can find by the the at as a uh, padmon dow um or you can just like search for padmon on the web uh we our our website uh, padmon.finance uh, has all of our uh, all of our links and everything that'll be updated shortly as well uh, I know we actually like just updated that website too, but we're we're doing the uh, another update for having all the information for Padmon Dow. Um, and then for, uh, or you could find us on Twitter, same thing, at as Padmon Dow, just kind of keep things consistent and easy to find. And okay, uh, cool. we'll be getting more and more uh, marketing efforts leaning in on the way up. Rocket, this has been like a education session. Um, thanks for coming on. Like this is, this is awesome getting to know you better and, and just all of the knowledge that you've learned over the last like couple of years. Um, I, I think we could have probably a whole nother episode, just you explaining what Padmon DAO is and what a DAO probably. is and how that functions and, and all that stuff. So, um, definitely anybody like that's listening, you just heard like all the education that is available and the knowledge that is there. So, dig in like go if you're planning on you know participating in these pre-sales or even um yeah go go learn like he had mentioned <laughs> he had mentioned learn. that yeah he had mentioned that some people aren't <laughs> interested but this is your best route to success is just even figuring out the basics of of what game you're playing where you are where you want to go like you gotta you gotta have those things you gotta know those things and and it sounds like you're setting everything up for that on top of also launching a, a launch pro pad. So, <laughs> so it's incredible. It's a lot. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a lot. It's a exactly. lot. We're keeping very, very busy. <laughs> yeah. So, so I just want to like, yeah, I just want to highlight, like if people are, if this sparked your interest in anything, just make sure you go look this up and keep an eye on what Greg and them are doing over at Padmon. And cause it's going to be a fun little adventure. Absolutely. And, uh, I think, uh, one last thing to, to touch on is because I, I think we kind of like lightly touched on this before, but um, just to solidify a little bit better, as far as this whole approach with the uh, with the educational elements into the, the pre-sale and launchpad community, I feel like it just it really helps to assist in us all becoming a little bit stronger as uh, not only just as a community, but also just as like overall investors in the space. So yeah. as we start to like make a greater and greater name for ourselves within the space, our goal is to uh, to be able to like be drawn into other projects that they are gearing to want us to launch them because they know that they're going to actually be accessing a, a community of actual like savvy investors, not just like yeah. a bunch of aping moon boys that are going to pump and dump their token. So 100%. That, that brings in a whole lot of allure and attraction to just like, to one becoming a part of our community and also becoming one of those people that like projects want to have as new investors in their project. Yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, sure. that's an excellent goal to have is um, a community of educated investors that actually draws the projects to you. <laughs> yeah. What? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Wish you the best, man. Uh, definitely going to be keeping an, definitely going to be keeping an eye on you. Very, very, very wolfish, I must say. And you know, <laughs> positioning yourself, we're in a bear market, you know, and it's you know, but still winning and and uh in in preparing and positioning yourself for when the bull run comes. And but you know, regardless of what's happening in the market, it's you know, you're educating people, you're providing support, you're you know, positioning yourselves to attract you know, better projects, quality projects. It's all about looking for that quality. And, um, and that's what really pushes the space forward, which benefits everybody. So thank you so much, uh, Greg, it's been just a pleasure having you on Dwayne. I, you had some amazing final words, so I don't want to follow that. I think, I think you said it well. So with that said, we'll go ahead and wrap up and, uh, everybody thanks for listening. Make sure you go check out Padmon Dow. We'll link everything up in the show notes so you can get tapped into what Greg's building over at Padmon Dow and we'll end it there. Thanks so much. Thank you guys. Appreciate your time and uh and be able to jam on all this with y'all. <laughs>